for today's uh, message, we will talk about Christmas. Why? Because it is Christmas Day. And uh, we will establish our topic with uh, two questions. We will answer two questions and then uh, read the biblical story of Christmas. Now, uh, for our question number one, uh, let me first enumerate uh, the three points. Okay, first two the two questions are, what is the meaning of Christmas? So first, we are going to define Christmas. Uh, number two, is it right or is it appropriate to celebrate Christmas? Okay, I know that is uh, a, a, an issue to many Christians around the world. But you see, just wait, okay? Uh, just like we promised you, bringing the church to your homes, delivering nothing but the truth. So we're going to talk about the truth now. But uh, point number three is uh, the, the nativity of Christ, meaning uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So which is our Christmas message. So please uh, stay with us uh, because uh, this topic is very important and we encourage you to share this link to your friends uh, so that you can also share the good news to them. Okay, but uh, first let us uh, open with a prayer. Okay, let's open this uh, sermon with this short prayer. Let's uh, pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we acknowledge that apart from you, we can do nothing. Therefore, O oh God, we ask you that uh, you use us today. You speak. Lord, use me as your mouthpiece. Reveal the truth, Lord. The only Savior and the only hope of the nations. Speak to every hearts uh, that are listening today, O oh God. So, Father, may everyone who are tuned in to our broadcast be blessed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So, to begin with, uh, let us first define Christmas, okay? What is the meaning of Christmas? All right, so uh, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> because, you know, I, I there are so many uh, definitions for Christmas, but I just wanted to uh, share with you uh, the simplest form or the simplest way so everyone uh, can understand what is the meaning of Christmas. Okay, so Christmas is the annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ, observed primarily on December 25th or December 25 as a religious and cultural celebration among billions of people around the world until today this very day you know a lot of people around the world are celebrating christmas okay so that is the meaning of christmas okay that's the short version okay uh it's short but uh, i think uh, almost everything is is there already okay so i hope uh, we answered uh uh the first question what is the meaning of christmas okay Number two, 
Is it right to celebrate Christmas? Or is it appropriate for Christians to celebrate Christmas? So guys, uh, what do you think? Well, for me, the answer is a yes and no. <laughs> so I am uh, between those who, you know, those who commemorate, those who celebrate Christmas and those who do not. So, you know, it will all depend on your purpose. So let me tell you again that Christians are uh, divided in this matter because there are some issues inserted or some things added to the spirit of the celebration, okay, uh, that does not belong to the birth of Christ message, okay? So because it does not belong, that's why there are people who doesn't want to compromise, okay? That's why they don't want to uh, celebrate Christmas. But in uh, the essence of Christmas, since uh, uh, it, you know, it pertains to the birth of Christ, so I, I also do not think why we should not celebrate Christmas because uh, we can grab or seize the opportunity to connect with everyone who are celebrating Christmas. You know, there are more people who celebrate Christmas, but they don't understand why <laughs> they are celebrating Christmas. Okay, so today we're going to try to explore uh, both sides first, you know, as part of uh, building the foundation of our teaching. And that is very important, you know. So, um, so the thing is... Uh, uh, it all boils down to the purpose. What is your purpose? Okay, so for example, some Christians intentionally, okay, intentionally celebrate Christmas without the image of Santa Claus, okay? Without the reindeer, you know, without the elves. Uh, why? Because they, they simply does not belong to the birth of Christ. Okay, why, why would you include, you know, Santa, you know, it's, it's not part of the Christmas narrative, okay? So, uh, they don't, that's why some Christians who do not celebrate Christmas, uh, they don't want to adulterate the purity of the message, okay, concerning the birth of Christ, alright? So, uh, remember, the enemy, the unseen enemy or the devil... In John 10, 10, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the devil will always add something in order to distort the truth. Remember, uh, going back to Genesis chapter 3, you see the devil, okay, repeats, reiterates the truth that the Lord told uh, Adam and Eve, but he added something, okay? This, this that little something is a poison, okay? that will intoxicate, okay? Uh, that's the purpose, so that, you know, he can deceive Adam and Eve, okay? So, the same thing with Christmas, you should be aware which is truth and which part is deception. Let me tell you, okay? You need to be aware uh, which is uh, the, a lie and the truth, between a lie and the truth, all right? <laughs> so, that is why, before we will discuss the true message of Christmas, we must first establish, okay, why Christians, why there are some Christians who, who wants to celebrate Christmas, 
there are some who does not want to celebrate Christmas. Okay? So, are you okay with that? So, now, uh, let me just give you an example, okay, why there are some Christians who doesn't really want to celebrate Christmas, okay? But I hope you under, you, we will not judge them also, okay? But, of course, to those who are celebrating Christmas, I hope if you are not celebrating Christmas, I hope you will not judge the Christians that celebrates Christmas, okay? So, <laughs> all right. So, now pertaining to Santa Claus, for example, uh, the song says, he's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town, okay? Okay. Uh, and it says, He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. You know, uh, what's the title of that song, son? Santa Claus is coming, Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> so now we have a description of who or wh what or who Santa Claus is. What he can do. I mean, his attributes, you know, his powers through that song. And that song has been uh, in this world for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a creepy thing <laughs> to, to insert, to, to add Santa Claus in the, in this, in the, in the celebration, uh, a Christmas celebration. Okay. So again, uh, when you say, when you know, because the song says he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake you know you cannot say that that is just a song that is not just a song in fact a song is a powerful tool to communicate something you know if you want to teach something you know, you, you write a song, you know, you, you have to arrange melodies that can, that can uh, easily be, uh, that people can easily pick up, you know, you know and, and flow with it. But actually, as, you know, they like the melody, but unknowingly in their subconscious mind, you know, the, the, the lyrics of the song can register to their subconscious mind. And somehow, because... You know, songs are meant to be repeated. You know, you can play it over again and again and again. And so, you know, uh, the more you listen to the lines, to the lyrics of the song, the more it could plant something in your mind. Okay? So, that song, every year, every December, has, you know, they, they, it's, been, it's been played all over the world, you know? And so that's why it says you better watch out, you better know whatever because Santa Claus is coming to town. Now look guys, um, that song teaches children that Santa is omnipresent, okay, that he's everywhere and that Santa is omniscient, meaning he knows everything. You know, uh, th that's blasphemy. That's, that's, I mean, that's not, that's not right that's not that that is erroneous that is wrong that's deception okay therefore that's why i said that we need to define we need to to draw the line you need to know which part is deception or which part is truth okay as you celebrate christmas now friends um, 
you know, uh, uh, we need the, uh, I mean, this is my, uh, this is my uh, encouragement to parents, you know. Parents, please don't use Santa Claus, you know, the Santa thing to bluff your children so they behave, you know. Uh, like what, what does the song say again? It says, he, uh, he's making a list, he's checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus. Because, you know, if you are naughty, <laughs> you will not receive a gift, okay? <laughs> so, this is not right, okay? This is not right. You know, it's uh, taking the attention from Christ to Santa Claus, okay? So, that's a deception, okay? That's a big lie, a deception nicely put in a song okay so uh, remember uh, instead of uh, uh, instead of uh, promoting Santa Claus you know you focus on who Jesus is okay who Jesus is and what he did okay expose the lie okay expose the lie or the deception so that they will not tolerate lies Okay, and they will hate lies as they grow up. So, now, if that is not enough about Santa thing, if that's not enough, you can dig, you know, a little bit more or deeper about the pre-Christian era. Okay, pre-Christian time uh, about the origin of uh, Santa Claus and Krampus. Okay, I mean, that word Krampus uh, is a, is a name that uh, is not worthy mentioning, I know. But since we promised you that in every episode, we always tell you, uh, bringing the church to your homes and delivering nothing but the truth. So we, 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 we will talk about <laughs> or we will expose even the lies so that you will see the distinction between truth and a lie. Okay? Truth and lies between between truth and lies. So, so guys, uh, that thing is so evil. You know, Santa uh, Krampus and Krampus uh, has nothing to do with the birth of Christ. So it's not worth it. That uh, uh, so again, you know, the, the Santa thing is a deception. It is misleading. And another thing, another issue, why there are Christians uh, don't want to celebrate Christmas is that it's because they don't believe in... No, no, wait, wait. There are Christians that, that do not celebrate Christmas not because they don't believe in Christ. Now, take note of that, okay? It doesn't mean that those Christians who do not celebrate Christmas do not believe in Christ. No, they believe in Christ, okay? They do believe in Jesus. But the reason why they don't celebrate Christmas, although they believe in Jesus, that is because they don't believe that the Lord Jesus Christ was born on December 25. <laughs> okay? So they don't believe that you know Jesus was born on December 25. Okay? Why? Because if you read uh, the Gospels, in the Gospels, okay, we read that the shepherds, okay, were out in the field, shepherd's field in Ephrata, okay, when they were there, out there, when Jesus was born, okay? And we will read the passage of Scripture later, so don't, don't, don't worry, okay? But uh, later. So meaning, 
his birth did not happen on a winter. Okay, because the, the, the shepherds were outside. Okay, besides that, we read in scriptures that Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem because of a Roman uh, census. You know, they were required. Okay, so the point is Joseph and Mary would not travel by land. Of course, there were no airplanes. <laughs> there were no uh, high-tech uh, vehicles during that time. So Joseph and Mary would not travel through the winter. Especially not during her due date, okay? So, it's not wisdom to travel uh, during winters, a winter, okay? Winter time. So, uh, it was not a winter, okay? So, um, the thing is, uh, they went because it was not, you know, uh, the, 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 the skies are clear, okay? And uh, it's not that cold, you know? So, it's the, 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 they're not freezing, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's why some shepherds were outside, you know, tending, watching their flock at night, okay? Because Jesus was not born on a winter. Now, another thing, it was never mentioned in Scripture, okay? Or we cannot find it anywhere in Scripture that the Lord Jesus Christ celebrated His own birthday, Especially on, on the 25th of December. <laughs> okay? Nowhere, okay, in the Bible do we see, okay, that Jesus, you know, the, nowhere in the Bible do we see Jesus instructing his disciples or his followers to celebrate his birthday. Okay? But, so, is it? unbiblical then to celebrate Christmas or, or, or the birth of Christ? No, because the first, <laughs> the first, <laughs> okay, uh, the first Christmas, or let's just say uh, the, the, the birth of Christ, it was first celebrated by the angels in the shepherd's field, okay? They came, okay, again, we are going to read the passage of scripture concerning that later, okay? But I'm just telling you ahead, okay? I'm just explaining that uh, the angel celebrated the birth of Christ, okay? In a sense, the angel celebrated Christmas, but it was not called Christmas at the time. This just the word Christmas was popularized uh, by, you know, I don't want to mention that, but the thing is that that is uh, what we understand today, okay? But that Christmas thing is not really Christmas, but we are that is uh, that pertains to the nativity of Christ. That pertains to what? The birth of Christ. The birth of Christ. The birth of Christ. Okay? So when we say Christmas, we celebrate Christmas. It's about the birth of Christ. You see, the first ones, you know, the model that we see is that heaven rejoices. They rejoiced, you know, when Jesus, the angels rejoiced when, 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 when the Savior was born in Bethlehem, all right? So you can celebrate Christmas by worshiping God, by, you know, you know, coming together and thanking God for who He is and what He did, okay? And that is our message for today, okay? So, again, since uh, Jesus, there was no literal or, or, or clear passage of Scripture that, that, that pertains to Jesus telling his disciples to celebrate his birthday. So, 
So for that reason, uh, those that don't celebrate uh, Christmas, you know, they're like, they're justified, okay? So it's up to them. So let there be no judging between both sides, okay? <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's my point. Now, lastly, uh, we know that uh, Christmas is driven by uh, commercialism, right? What do we mean by that? You know, through the years, since I was young, uh, it taught us to buy things, you know, uh, by, you know, even in our, in school, during my school days, <laughs> you know, our teacher would tell us, you know, you know, let's buy some things, you know, exchange gifts with your uh, classmates, you know, so we buy things to give for our classmates or family members or friends, you know, we have uh, exchange gifts, you know, during Christmas, uh, year after year. And uh, the giving of gifts became obligatory, you know, be because over time it becomes a tradition. So it becomes obligatory to many practitioners, to many celebrators, to those who commemorate Christmas. So now uh, the end result of that thing is that what? Business establishments get the most out of their sales every December, every Christmas season. <laughs> it's the highest sales throughout the whole year. I mean, you know, January, you know, the, the greatest profit, you know, they, they get is uh, during Christmas season. So it's a strategy uh, that that, uh, that Christmas thing has been... Uh, um, driven by commercialism okay so now that's the, the the other side of the story but for those who celebrate Christmas okay uh, for them despite all the 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 valid reasons why some Christians do not celebrate Christmas you know maybe some of them were stumbled by the uh, pagan counterpart of uh, Christmas, I mean, the contemporary uh, traditional Christmas. But you see, there, there are also reasons, okay? There is a valid reason why we should or why we can, uh, let's say, why we can celebrate uh, Christmas, okay, with family and friends. So uh, let me discuss that, you know. First of all, okay, this is what my pastor my overseer, my, uh, my, my, our father in faith, uh, Bishop Wesley Ross, okay? Uh, this is what he told me. He said, now this is wisdom, listen. <laughs> he said, you cannot stop Christmas. And that is the truth, okay? Even if we, <laughs> we say, oh, I don't want, I hate Christmas, I, you know, because there's a lot of paganism, uh, uh, attached to it, you know, etc., etc. Uh, but you know what? It's true. No one can stop it. Even if you try to discourage people not to celebrate Christmas, they will celebrate Christmas. It will be celebrated around the world, year after year. <laughs> so, what, what will you gain? Nothing. Okay, but if you celebrate Christmas with the right heart, with the right attitude, with the right reason, with the right purpose, you will gain something. And what is that? You will gain, what will you gain? Souls for the glory of God. Okay? So what do we mean by that? So uh, 
since okay again since we cannot stop Christ, the Christmas tradition from being celebrated around the world every year it is the best time to preach the gospel right instead of countering the unstoppable tradition <laughs> we can use the season to introduce the Messiah okay to introduce the Messiah of course let us just you know throw the garbage out let us not include Santa Claus let us not include the elves especially the elves you know the, the because you know what those are demonic uh, <laughs> well anyway uh, let's just focus on the right message okay so now for the sake of the lost for the sake of those people who need to hear the gospel you know those the lost who need forgiveness and salvation okay why not you know you know celebrate christmas and at the same time share the real message of christmas or the message of who jesus is and why he was sent here why he was born why he has to leave his throne his deity be, being the god being god in heaven why he has you know why he has to take the form of human flesh to represent us why so that is the message friends okay you you need to study the bible so you, you know how to explain to your friends okay so so friends uh, many christians commemorate christmas with the right motive okay with the motive what motive with the motive to reveal the redemptive plan of god in the story of christmas and some calls their celebration thanksgiving you know <laughs> thanksgiving you know in our churches uh, instead of calling it the christmas party or what we call it thanksgiving why because we're thankful that you know god sent his son jesus christ he was born okay and he walked among men to represent men on the cross to represent the uh, human race on the cross he has to become man to represent man but he has to be sinless okay so that he can pay for our sins so that's the uh, that's the criteria for a savior he must have you know he, he he must be sinless so he can pay for the sins of sinners all right so now listen all right so why do we call our christmas party thanksgiving because the celebration is centered around god who deserves all our gratitude you know up without him apart from him we can do nothing we cannot save ourselves i tell you the bible says we were born enemies of the cross the moment you were born here you know sin was imputed in you in us so the penalty for sin is death so no one will be saved we're doomed so everyone who is who is uh, not born again he cannot be saved okay that's why jesus said jesus john chapter 3 jesus told nicodemus unless a man be born again okay he cannot see the kingdom of god okay and in verse 7 john 3 7 he said 
that unless, I mean, do not be surprised at my saying or do not marvel if I tell you, you must be born again. Now, he is not talking to a commoner. He's not talking to just an ordinary person. He was talking to someone who belongs to, to the Sanhedrin. Okay, you read John chapter 3. He, he's not an ordinary person. He is a uh, a priest, a high uh, high priest. You know, he belongs to the in in our in uh, today's time. He he's like a senator, but you see, in Israel they were lawyers. You know, they 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 know the the five books of Moses. They they you know, so you know, he told the man. He told the priest Nicodemus. He told him, you know, this man knows the word, but he said. You know, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So that's why he told him in verse 7, You, Nicodemus, okay, you, priest Nicodemus, you must be born again. So if you're looking for salvation, the answer is simple. Take it from the Savior himself. The Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the Savior, he is the Messiah. He told the priest, you must be born again. John chapter 3, verse 7. Alright? So, that's the summary of it. Okay? You must be born again. Now, being born again is not, uh, you know, a religion. It's not a religion, but it is a, the state of being in Christ. Okay? So, it's not about, you know, joining a certain group of uh, religious people. No, no, it's not that. It's a personal relationship with God, recognizing that you cannot save yourself and that you need a Savior, and so you need Jesus, okay? You, you, you surrender, you commit your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You recognize, so you accept Him as your Lord and Savior. That's it. That's it. And then, and then from that day on, you, are, you pledge to be his follower, that you will continue to abide, to remain in Christ, believing that he is your Lord and Savior until the end. Okay? So that's very simple, right? So, Kirk uh, Cameron said, there is nothing, there is nothing more important than your eternal salvation. So, I hope those people who does not want to celebrate Christmas do not, will not judge those who will celebrate Christmas. You know, because there is a noble purpose behind celebrating Christmas, okay? Not just, you know, we are being thankful to God for sending His Son to, 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 to die in our place. It was a substitutionary death on the cross. Instead of us dying for our sins, He died for our sins so that we can receive forgiveness, okay? So, guys, uh, we need to get the gospel out into the world. Okay, so we want to share about the Savior, especially on Christmas Day. So, friends, uh, point is, uh, let, us, uh, let us love one another and not be judgmental whether you are for Christmas celebration or anti-Christmas, <laughs> anti-celebrating uh, Christmas. Uh, let us not be judgmental because you know what? Uh, let us not be like those uh, Pharisees and uh, those those people who Sadducees, those those people who criticized the Lord Jesus Christ. They told him in uh, uh, Luke chapter seven, thirty-three to thirty-five. I'm not gonna read that. They, they you know they they accused or they they criticized Jesus 
uh, that uh, he as a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Okay, and uh, but we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is not a drunkard. You know, he may sit with the drunkard. He may, he may, you know, talk with them. Okay, try to connect with them and win them. But Jesus, there was never. Uh, there was never a passage in scripture that says Jesus was a drunkard, okay? <laughs> but he was a friend of drunkards, of sinners, okay? And we know that Jesus has a purpose. And the purpose was what? He came to seek and save the lost. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That is the noble purpose, Okay, so if that is the noble purpose, that should be also our motivation, okay, why we celebrate Christmas. Because we want people to know who Jesus is and what he did, and so that they can be ushered in to the kingdom of God. Okay, so I hope uh, that answered the, the, the second question. Is it right? To celebrate or is it appropriate to celebrate Christmas okay so now we're on the last point okay which is what the message okay this is the main message the nativity of Christ the message of Christmas must be about God okay again what is the message of Christmas it's about God who gave his son to be our sin offering to die in our place to pay for our sins so he can forgive us and give us the gift of eternal life. Okay? That is the gift that we should be telling our children. <laughs> it's about the gift of eternal life. Okay? Don't, don't just say, you know, uh, there, you know if, if you're not nice, you're naughty, if you're bad, if you misbehave, you're, you're not going to receive a gift, material, material gifts. No. That's not important. Again, Kirk Cameron said, there's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. And salvation is a free gift from God. Okay? It's a gift. Okay? In the, in the book of Romans, it says that it's a gift from God. All right? So, if it's a gift, so uh, you don't need to pay for it. Somebody paid for it, okay? <laughs> so if somebody gives you something and he'll tell you, please pay me the balance every 15 days, so that's not a gift. It's <laughs> he, the, the, that person is selling you something, okay? But uh, if it's a gift, then it's free. So salvation is free because somebody paid for it. All you need to do is that you come under the lordship of the Savior, okay? Because you are not, if you're not part of his jurisdiction, if you, you do not belong to Christ, then you are not a benefactor of forgiveness. You are not a benefactor of salvation. Why? Because you are not, you do not belong to Jesus Christ. You need to submit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ first so that you can avail of forgiveness. You can avail what he offers, salvation. The gift of eternal life. Okay? You want that? You need to understand that you're a sinner. You need to repent of your sins. You need to acknowledge that you're a sinner. We must come humbly 
before the throne of grace, we, we need to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I have sinned against you. Forgive my sins. I know you died in the cross so my sins can be forgiven and paid for. Thank you for paying for my sins, Lord. And see, you see, and then you need to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. See, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why being born again is actually the work of the Holy Spirit. You please read John chapter 3. Read, okay? The whole chapter. Because the whole chapter of John chapter 3, you know, is very vital for our understanding concerning salvation. Because salvation, being born again, is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not about religion. Okay? Not about religion. Alright? So, guys, uh, now, <laughs> this is the main message, so don't miss it. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. That is the, the heart, the key uh, passage of Scripture for today's message about Christmas. Okay, Luke chapter 2, verses 1, beginning from verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken out of the entire Roman world. Verse 2, this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor over, of Syria. Verse 3, and everyone went to their own town to register. Okay, verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, town, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Verse 5. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Verse 6, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Okay. Verse 7, And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes uh, and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them the manger is not actually a stable okay but an underground chamber used for food storage and to keep themselves warm during winter so sometimes uh people during that time they they you know they gather with their sometimes with their ships you know with their cattle in that chamber underground so to keep themselves warm and at the same time uh, it's a food storage. So that is what they call a manger during that time. It's not a stable, okay? So how do I know that? We went to Israel, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, verse 8, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. So remember, a while ago we told you this, that Jesus wasn't born on December 25. It was not on a winter, okay? Because there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. Okay, you know, during that the time we were there at the Ephrata, okay, Bethlehem, it's a village. It was, uh, it was, uh, it's like uh, the, the whole area. I, I forgot how many families living in that uh, village at that time, okay, well, when we were there 
uh, the our guide tour guide uh, messianic jew a teacher uh, an archaeologist told us you know uh, but they were not actually telling everyone where this place really is but down below that hill called bethlehem down below you see all green and all the 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 the, the goats and the sheep and the, the the there were many animals because it's green that's why it's called eprata it's called the uh, fertile fertility or uh, fruitful okay fruitfulness that's what it meant by ephrata bethlehem ephrata so when you see bethlehem on, on top of the hill down below is ephrata where uh, the 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 cattles go uh, graze you know for food so point here friends is that those shepherds were down there at the ephrata Okay, and then what happened in verse 9? Look, okay, the shepherds were in the field, okay, keeping watch over their flocks at night. That's verse 8, okay, take note of that. Now, verse 9 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone, shone around them, and they were terrified, of course. <laughs> it's not a common thing to see angels, all right? So, the, the angel appeared, okay, angel of the Lord appeared, and in verse 10 says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Okay? And in verse 11, okay, today, all right, today in the town of David, okay, referring to Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Let me repeat that. The angel told the shepherds, Today in the town of David, a Savior, again, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So you see, the one, okay, the one who was born in Bethlehem is what? A Savior, the Savior. Okay, okay, our Savior. All right. Now, this is not some ordinary person uh, telling the shepherds. It's, this is the angel of the Lord <laughs> who, 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 you know, who broke the news that today in the town of David, the Savior has been born. Okay, and he said he is the Messiah. Okay, he is the Savior. All right, the Lord. Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Again, it's not a stable. Okay, it's an underground chamber because there was no inn. Uh, there was no available uh, room for them during the time. Verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host or angels appeared with the angel. Okay, with that angel. Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Okay, verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph 
and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now, I want you to take note of verse 17. It says, When they had seen him, the baby, the, 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 the Savior, okay, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. What is it about? Okay, who told them about what? Okay, again, we just read it a while ago that the angel told them that that baby who was born in Bethlehem is the Savior, He is the Messiah, He is the Lord. And so what did the shepherds, uh, what did they do? They spread, verse 17 says, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. That is the, Christ, the Christmas message. The message about the birth of Christ. What is the message? That the, 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 the child who was born on that day is the Savior, is the Messiah. Okay? And He is Lord. That's the, that is the message. That's the message. Okay? And in verse 18, it says, last verse, it says, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So, friends, uh, this is what the shepherds did. They, they preached the gospel. They told people, you know, they spread the, the word that, you know, the baby who was born that day uh, on Bethlehem on, in a manger is, was, and is the Savior of the world. He is the Messiah. Okay? So, that is the Christmas message. It has nothing to do with Santa Claus or anything like that. Okay? N nothing to do with elves. Nothing to do with whatever. <laughs> nothing to do with Christmas tree or whatever. But the thing is this. We must make an emphasis that, you see, the message is that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Messiah. And he is Lord. He fulfilled the prophecy in the Old Testament. So, eh, another verse, okay? Not just in Luke, but in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 6 says, okay? After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the, the Ma Magi or Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. And ask, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Verse 4, when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, okay, Herod, Herod, King Herod asked uh, the teachers of the law, okay, the priests. He asked them, verse 4, where the Messiah was to be born. Okay, so, you know, they, they recognized prophecy. So he said, where the Messiah was to be born. The answer <laughs> is one and the same, okay? They all together... They have one answer to that question. Verse 5, they said, In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied. 
it was a harmonious answer because they knew prophecy. The prof, you know, in the Old Testament, it was predicted, it was prophesied by prophet Micah that it's gonna be. He was, he will be born. The Savior will be born in Bethlehem, in Judea. So verse 5, in, in Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this was the prophet has written. Okay, so they recognized that. Okay, uh, actually they were quoting uh, Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Okay, verse 6. But you, Bethlehem. So this was the prophecy. Okay, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you, meaning out of you, Bethlehem, will come a ruler who will be who will shepherd my people Israel. So you see, even not only in Luke chapter 7, but in Matthew chapter 2, okay, uh, it speaks of the same thing. Okay. It confirms that Jesus was really born in Bethlehem. Okay, when you say Bethlehem, just below the village of Bethlehem is what we call Ephrata. Okay, Ephrata or a fertile land, okay, or fruit, uh, fertility or fruitfulness. That's what Ephrata means. Okay, so now uh, since I mentioned to you Micah chapter 5 verse 2 as the fulfillment, okay, I mean, Luke chapter 7 and Matthew chapter 2 is the fulfillment of Micah chapter 5 prophecy. So, I want to read to you Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Okay? So, it says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, okay, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins Whose, whose origins are from of old, from ancient time. So you see, in, in this passage of scripture or prophecy, uh, it was mentioned that the ruler over Israel will be born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. Okay? So if you say, if you say Ephrata or Bethlehem, you're referring to the same place, you know, <laughs> they're connected. <laughs> Bethlehem is a uh, higher ground, Ephrata is uh, lower, okay? So it's, you know, in, in Israel, hills and valleys, hills and valleys. So anyway, so as, uh, to summarize the message, uh, the Lord Jesus was born as a king and a savior, he's the Messiah. But the question is, question is this, is he your savior? Is he a savior to you? Or have you ever committed your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Now that you've heard the true story of Christmas, the, the true narrative of what Christmas really means, you know, for us. I mean, the message, the real message is the, the birth of Christ and what is what the, the, that birth is all about. It's about the Savior, okay, being born into this world, taking the uh, human form, the uh, flesh and blood, so he can represent man, 
Okay, so he is 100% man and he is also 100% God because he is and he was and he is God. Okay, he's the son of God. And um, and so friends, um, Jesus said in John 3, 7, Do not marvel if I tell you, you must be born again. It, it is a must. It's not a suggestion. John 3, 7. Okay, now we're going to give you again, you know, uh, an opportunity to give your life to Jesus in case you have not done this or maybe um, you did it, you know, sometime long ago <laughs> and you can't even remember when, but you didn't understand the gospel that time just like how you understood it today. Okay, so we can understand, you know, you know, during my time, uh, I received Jesus several times because <laughs> every time, you know, every time the gospel is preached or expounded to us by pastors, as we go deeper, as we uh, study through the book of Romans, you know, as you go deeper into the message of the gospel, you realize, wow, wow. You cannot help but say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You will understand that God does not, you know, really, you know, the, the message is not really saving you, forgiving your sins or saving you from sin, from hell. It's not really saving you from hell. It's saving you from Him. Why? Because God is holy. God is just. And he will serve justice. He is holy. He cannot tolerate sin. So, if he cannot tolerate sin, and he, because he is holy, and since he is just, he will serve justice. So, all sinners will die. So, you need to be saved from who he is. He is a just God. And 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 he, if he comes, the the moment he comes, he's gonna. He, he's not gonna come again. Like a little child or, you know, like a, a person that you can push around or kick or <laughs> punch in the face. You cannot do that. He's going to return as a mighty warrior. And he's going to take over the, the planet. I mean, every city, every country, you know, will be bent, bent on their knees to submit to his lordship. He's going to establish his... Uh, millennial kingdom on earth when he returns so you you need to to be ready for that because if you're not ready if you're not in christ you're doomed forever okay because you know the wrath of god remains on those who does not belong to him okay so if you do not give your life to jesus you know uh, john chapter uh, 3 verse 36 it says Whoever believes in the Son, in Jesus, has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on them. Why? Because your sins are not forgiven. If you're not in Christ, you're not born again. Okay? So, you are an object of wrath. So, when Jesus comes, His wrath is going to be <laughs> poured on you. Full force. And that's terrible. That's terrifying. Okay? 
So friends, if you're not right with God, get right with God right now. Especially in these trying times. We live in the last days, end of days. We just don't know when He is coming because no one knows. That's what Jesus said. No one knows. And in, in the book of Acts, you know, chapter 1, it says, It is not for you to know the times that God has set by His own authority. It is not up to us to compute, oh, the Lord is going to come on this day, on that day, whatever. That's not our business. Our business is to share the gospel, the good news that Jesus came. He was sent to be our sin offering. And if you reject the gospel that is being preached to you right now, if you reject Jesus, if you reject the, the message of who Jesus is and what he did, you are going to, to suffer. You know, the, 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 such predicament. You know, it's, there's no turning back. There, 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 you know, you cannot escape God's wrath and judgment if you reject the gospel. That's why we're, we're taking this chance and opportunity to share the gospel. Okay, the, the Christmas, the, the, the real message of Christmas, which is the birth of the Messiah. The birth of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That He is the Savior, no one else. No one else. And Jesus said once again, John 3, 7, He said, You must be born again. That's not a suggestion. It is a command. You must be born again. So in response to the message, okay, to the gospel message, we would like to give you this opportunity right now. If you would like to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, you realize you're a sinner, you need a Savior, you cannot save yourself because if you die and you, you, you reject Christ, then you are an object of wrath. You can be sure about that. Read John chapter 3, the last verse, which is, what verse is that again? Verse 36. Verse 36. Those who reject the gospel, those who will reject the, the good news of who Jesus is and what he did, okay, they will receive the wrath of God in full force. So, we're telling you ahead of time, this is the time for you to respond and give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Turn away from sin. Okay? No one is righteous. We are called to repent from our sins. You know, if you want to follow Christ, live as Jesus did. You cannot do that. No one is holy. We cannot. Okay? But we are called to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. That's why He is called Holy Spirit. <laughs> because He is holy, He will make us. You know, He will teach us how to walk a holy life. Okay? To say no to ungodliness. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But you need to decide first to be born again. To surrender your life to Jesus, to repent of your sins and say, Lord, I cannot save myself. I recognize you as my Lord and Savior. And then from then on, from that time on, you need to what? To continue in Christ. So let me read to you Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10. It says, If you confess or if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, okay, you will be saved. Huh? 
yeah, you will be saved. That's past tense. That's that's not that's not something that you know you will only know if you're saved when you die. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's past tense to say you will be saved. It's a promise. Okay? If you believe in your heart that God raised him from dead, I mean you say because if you believe that, you understood that the gospel message is that Jesus was our sin offering. Okay? He came to be the ultimate sacrifice, the sin offering. So when he died in the cross, you know, he he bore our sins, okay? And then the wrath of God towards sin was poured on him. So instead of us dying in the cross, instead of us being judged by God, Jesus took the judgment to himself in our place. He was our substitute. He died. So if you place your life in Christ, you give your life to Jesus, there was this exchange, beautiful exchange, saying that, Lord, I cannot save myself. I give you my life. I belong to you. So now you become a benefactor of forgiveness and salvation. Is that good news, right? So my point, friends, is that first, you need to declare with your mouth, Romans 10, 9, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Verse, verse 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You see, if you believe you have faith in Him, you need to profess. Read that. That's in verse 10. Okay? It is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Because one day, uh, when we stand on Judgment Day, the time you committed your life to Jesus will be revealed okay and that you profess your faith that jesus is your lord and savior you believe that he died and he rose from the dead then you will be saved and you are safe okay <laughs> you just escape the wrath of god all right why why is that because god is holy okay he cannot will not tolerate sin so everyone who is unholy <laughs> will be will be uh, punished forever and ever and uh, the only way out is to, to you know to place your life in the hands of the lord so that you will be made righteous through your faith in the lord jesus christ so when you your life is in christ when you give your life to jesus you are covered okay you are covered with the blood of Jesus. You are, your sins are paid for. That is the point of being born again. So you give your life to Jesus. You surrender your life to Jesus so that all your sins, all your guilt, all your past are covered. It's been, been paid for. So the Bible says you are justified. You are acquitted from sin. So through Jesus Christ, we became, uh, we became righteous, you know, because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so friends, uh, if that is what you want, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to uh, pray this prayer we call a salvation prayer, or they call it sinner's prayer, but I want to call it salvation prayer. And through, uh, by, by praying this prayer from your heart, it's, it's not because of the prayer, but it is because of the confession of your faith. You need to understand that. 
it's the confession of your faith so please you wanna you want your name to be written in the lamb's book of life please pray after me okay say father in heaven in the name of your son jesus christ by the power of the holy spirit i pray i believe that jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day i confess that i am a sinner and i cannot save myself forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of jesus today i entrust my life to jesus as my personal lord and only savior this i pray in jesus name amen well god bless you everyone uh, again uh, if this is your first time and you prayed that prayer sincerely with all your heart welcome to the family of god this is the beginning of your journey okay in the lord and uh colossians chapter 2 verse 6 to 7 says so then just as you received christ or just as you received the messiah jesus as lord okay continue to live your lives in him meaning to say this is not the end this is not it you mean you need to continue okay um verse 7 it says continue to live your lives in him verse 7 rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness so point is the point is that uh, we uh, uh, we need to grow we need to mature in faith so that we can bear fruit like the plants you know uh, when you plant uh, uh, fruit bearing plants they don't you know g- show fruits right away you know they will, will first germinate okay after sprouting uh, they will go through the stage called uh, uh, ve- vegetative vegetative stage <laughs> okay and then uh, the flowering stage and then the fruiting stage it it takes uh, th- there there are stages okay same thing with us the moment we receive jesus as our lord and savior okay so we need to grow spiritually we need to mature so that we can bear fruit so we need uh, to you know our food okay uh, is the word of god you need to start reading the bible okay uh, we encourage people especially those who are busy those who do not have much time but they can only give like let's say uh, one chapter a day so uh, you can start reading the book of john okay now if you don't like the book of john you can start with matthew mark luke john okay start with the new testament um okay so it will help you okay grow your faith but not just that you need other christians who have gone ahead of you so look for a church a bible believing church you see not all churches are bible believing okay there are churches that exist but do, do not esteem the bible as the final authority so you need to look for a church that believes in the bible okay 
so that the, the people there, I mean, join a Bible study group, join a home group, join a cell group, join. You know, it's very important that we uh, that uh, we walk. I mean, that we allow uh, other people who have gone ahead of us. You know, to, to walk alongside us. You know, to guide us, to help us through our journey. Okay, so we can easily find the way. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure as you start reading the Bible, you're going to have a lot of questions. Okay, so if you have questions, you are saved through our uh, program. You can, uh, okay, you can ask, you know, send us a message. We, we will try to answer your questions, you know, as you start uh, growing in the spirit, um, growing in faith. Okay, so friends, uh, we love you. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, this child uh, who was born, he is uh, the uh, uh, Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now remember those titles, okay? He is not just the, 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 the one whom they crucified, whom they killed, but actually... They cannot kill him because, you know, we know that he rose from the dead. He resurrected from the dead after completing the, the payment for our sins, the atonement. Okay, when, when he did that, you know, be, uh, the mission accomplished, okay, he, he died. You know, uh, his first coming was about dying for our sins. But the second time around, when he comes, when he returns, very soon when he comes, he will come and take over the whole planet by force. Okay? He's going to come with full force. And so you want to be on his side, not on the side of the world. Therefore, make sure that you don't compromise. Okay? Make sure that you're right with God. If you're not right with God and you've been a Christian for a long time, you're not right with God, get right with God right now. Okay? Uh, that's my advice to you because you know what? You might be surprised. Jesus said, be ready for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. Uh, be ready uh, because the Son of Man will come when you do not, uh, when you do not, what's that again? He will come when you do not expect Him. That's what the Bible says. Matthew 24. He Jesus said he is going to come when you do not expect him. <laughs> so we're not expecting, expecting him to come anytime today, but I hope he will. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing really good in this world right now. This world is dying and we wanted to see Jesus, but it's not going to happen until Till we finish the work, we are to spread the gospel because the delay, the purpose of the delay, we know according to the to the writings of the apostle Paul, was that he doesn't want any to perish. He, he wants everyone to come to repentance. 
Okay? He does not wanting anyone to perish, but that all might come to repentance. So God is a, is a merciful God. He's so patient. So uh, let us not abuse, okay, God's patience, God's mercy. Okay? Let us start living right. Okay? Let us hate unrighteousness. Let us hate sin by walking with God. You know, we can start. You know, we can decide to walk with God. So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I know my plan was a short message, but how can I make it really short? For me, this is short, but it's, but, uh, uh, but in reality, I know that it, this is not short. But you see, That's the message of Christmas, that the Savior was born that day. And that Savior is telling the whole world in John chapter 3, verse 7, he, tell, he, told, he, he told Nicodemus the priest and through us, the ambassador, uh, his ambassadors, okay, through us, he is telling the world, okay, that, you know, everyone needs to repent. And everyone, okay, it's a command. You must be born again. John chapter 3, verse 7. So, friends, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're blessed, please share this link to your friends. Let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful. Thank you that, uh, Lord, it is not a coincidence that uh, some people have, uh, um, Lord, uh, heard the, your message this episode this program lord we know that you have a purpose why they are tuned in you know somehow they have you know uh, come across our site our website and and uh, lord thank you for ministering to their hearts lord through this uh, broad broadcast lord bless uh, bless them those who gave their lives to you today may they continue may they uh, mature and become fruitful and now the lord bless you and keep you the lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace may the grace of the lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us all okay and all of god's people say amen and amen so thank you once again we hope to see you again uh, next week okay in our next uh, topic okay of course next week is uh, new year <laughs> so i hope that you will not miss it and uh, and uh, please again share this mess this christmas message to your friends and family so god bless you all merry christmas <laughs> and happy new year <laughs>